thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to the Primal Alternative Podcast, featuring actionable tips from real people with real stories about real food. This show is presented by Primal Health Coach Helen Marshall, who empowers other paleo-loving, thermomix-owning mums to start a sustainable, faff-free business of their own with the Primalista License. The Primalista License brings primal alternatives to the foods we love to our communities, making primal living more doable with less falling off the wagon. The Primalista License is available at www.primalalternative.com. And now, introducing your host, Helen Marshall. On today's episode of Primal Alternative Podcast, which is episode 60, oh my goodness, that's a bit of a milestone, isn't it? So cool. And I'm so glad that you're here. Seriously. Thanks for being such an awesome listener. Wouldn't be the same without you. It would just be me talking into a microphone in my bedroom as we're still doing renovations. <laughs> the longest renos in time. So on the show today, I am interviewing Chrissy Ballinger from the Inspired Little Pot. And she is another one of these amazing women who has taken a passion for um, something that they really believe in and then gone out there and then with the the, um, aid of modern technology, been able to literally blast her message out there into the stratosphere. And uh, just uh, amazing what she has achieved in such a short space of time. Um, And in today's interview, you're just going to really... I think you're just going to have a big sigh of relief when you hear from Chrissy because um, Chrissy's got this gorgeous 80-20 approach to life and you might roll your eyes and go, not 80-20 again because we've talked about that a lot really sort of in general as a um, clean living, you know, bubble over the last 10 years or so. But really what what I do see from a lot of the um, people that do this way of living in in a very sustainable way that still has an element of fun (laughs) and joy and ease and abundance, Uh, you know, things really don't need to be perfect. In fact, I don't think there's such a thing as perfect. Um, Perfect is what it is right now because it is what it is, right? So you're going to love Chrissy's totally inspiring. We just were totally bouncing off each other and, and I'm pinging now after the show and she's, she said she literally feels like she wants to go out for a jog after, we've, uh, after she's done this interview. Um, so what else do we talk about? We pretty much talk about why Chrissy started making her own DIY natural products and why even I feel now inspired to go make my own washing powder. And she, she's holding me to that, so I'm going to have to do it. Um, and really what we can do to make our lives less toxic um, and why we really need to pay more attention to what we're spraying and applying to our bodies and what we're doing within our space. She's going to give us some really easy tips um, of how to make our lives less toxic. Um, and I love the way that Chrissy is not into frightening people with all the horrible chemicals and all the horrible things they can do. Um, yeah, which I just really like as well. It's like, okay, just make your own washing powder or just open the windows. Like we can all do those things. Right. Um, and I really find that because my world's all about food, you know, I really believe that, um, we can get the biggest health hacks and the biggest advances just by changing what we eat. 
Um, and so I often find, uh, which might be different to Chrissy's world, that the, the products that we've got under our sink and the things that we've got in our shaving cabinet and, um, you know, that we spray on our bodies, it's almost like the missing piece that is almost too hard. It kind of goes in the hard basket. Um, are you one of those people? Like I know that until really recently I was just like, look, it's just too hard. <laughs> I just can't do it. Um, and I've really, uh, since uh, my mum actually did Alex Stewart's Lotox course and um, came and kind of Lotoxed my house for me, which was really good because I just didn't have that capacity to even go there. But when you hear from Chrissy, you'll really feel like you can take this on and you can do it in baby steps, one step at a time. Uh, Chrissy's got a beautiful book called Naturally Inspired um, and I'm going to share the link in the show notes of how to get that and you can find her on on social media as the Inspired Little Pot. Now, before we go on with the show, I just wanted to tell you a little bit about Primal Alternative, which is my little inspiration that I blasted to the world myself. So um, after having a health crisis myself, I uh, turned to plants and animals essentially, um, nature, sleep, stress management as a way to uh, reclaim my health and just felt so much better so instantly that I went on to qualify as a primal health coach so that I could inspire just one other person to feel better. And then that um, gave me some kickback. People would say, look, I love this way of living. I feel so much better without grains and without so much sugar and without industrial seed oils, but it's just too hard to make everything from scratch. So I offered to make food for them because my people were missing their breads, they were missing their pizzas, they were missing their pastries, they were missing their cookies, and I made homemade them from scratch for them just to save them time so they could either spend that with their family, in their business, or just chilling and healing. Imagine. And um, the range was a hit down here in Denmark and Albany in WA, which is where I live. And I just really felt inspired. It wasn't a, a brainstorming idea that I came up with. I was just literally nudged by the universe to um, take this model and share it with other women to empower them to have their own home business so they could help people in their community because you know if you've tried something that's improved your health, you get a little bit evangelical about it, right? And you um, want to share that with the world. And this gives Primal Alternative and the Primalista Baking franchise really gives women that vehicle to share their passion with their community. And so I now have, oh gosh, what are we at? Don't mind the building noises. Um, we're now at about 70, 71 uh, active producers across Australia, New Zealand, and America. And these are women who are baking these products from their home kitchen, which is registered with council, don't worry. And they're selling to health food shops, cafes, farmers markets, and of course, to their friends and social networks, which is just incredible. And we've really created a real strong sisterhood community of like-minded women and, yeah, and just really proud of what's What's, what's occurred, it's beyond my wildest dreams and so excited for the future. So 
Primal Alternative now collaborates with Quirky Cooking and Pete Evans. <laughs> Pinch me now uh, to bring you a non-nut hemp bread. We have got vegan-friendly products, uh, low-carb-friendly pro- products, kid-friendly products. So I'd love you to go and check out the range at primalalternative.com. Let's get into Chrissy before they start um, drilling and nail-gunning in my head. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Chrissy. So cool to have you here. It's so good to be here. <laughs> now, you and I met at the Osmompreneur Awards last year, which you pretty much cleared up and took to home two amazing awards. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> what did you which awards did you take home? I I took home silver for both. Um, the women will change the world was one of them, and the other one was making a difference um, award. So, and actually came second to Rochelle, who runs Share the Dignity. And I figure if you've got to lose to somebody, she's the person to <laughs> to come second to. So yeah, come second to. Hang on, just let my key exactly. Right, sorry. I know we're both cat owners, so you'll appreciate the fact that cats dead. You just spend the whole of your life letting a cat in and letting a cat out. And out, yeah. <laughs> Loving cats. Um, so I obviously we met there, and then since then, like everyone's talking to me about you. Like, do I know you? Have I heard about the inspired little pot? And you yeah. are just taking the world by storm. So I'm, I'm so inspired and in awe of what you're doing, Chrissy, and just had to get you on the show to dive into your story because ultimately you're very similar to a lot of um, my listeners in that you're just a mom with a passion uh, that you have transformed from it being just something that you're passionate about to something that you're sharing with the rest of the world, which I love, which I absolutely love and admire. Oh, you know what? I wish you could see the look on my face right now. I'm like, far out. That was so nice. I can't believe oh, you really? just said all that stuff. <laughs> it makes me feel like, oh, wow, this is really cool. Because often when you're, when you're behind a computer screen, you don't often get that emotion through, you know, emails and contact on social media. So, and sometimes you feel like you're doing it alone. So hearing this was really lovely. Thank you for the ego boost. <laughs> you're so welcome. Anytime. You just give me a call. <laughs> No, that's awesome. But let's let's hear about how you started making your own products. Like, where did the inspiration come from? Look, it, there was never a defining moment for me. I've always been passionate about health. Um, it's just ingrained in me. I studied um, human movement and majored in health promotion, and went on to become a health and phys ed teacher for about seven, eight years before I stopped to have children and. Um, even, you know, I mean, once I had my own kids, I didn't have the same passion for teaching that I once had. And it wouldn't have been fair to go back to a job that requires a lot of passion. So um, if I didn't have it, so um, I just kind of, you know, focused on my kids and I teach them things all of the time, like, like we all do, but, you know, I'm especially focused on health at home and reasonable health. Like we have an 80-20 approach, so we don't go 100% in anything because I feel like that's quite stressful and stress is worse for us than anything else. So we, you know, we, we do 80% of the time we do everything as well as we can. And then 20% we just let it go. 
Um, so yeah, I, I kind of just woke up one day to the ingredients list on packets and bottles that I had at home. And I, I remember looking at these packets and there was, like I said, there wasn't a defining moment. It's not like I picked up my tube of toothpaste or I picked up my washing powder. It was just a general feeling I had of, um, unease about the ingredients. Cause I, I just didn't understand any of them, but I knew being educated that this doesn't necessarily mean that it's bad. So I thought I'll do a bit of research and start looking. So once I started researching, I was like, wow, this is crazy. Like the stuff that we we're putting on our skin. I don't know what that is. I can't believe I put that in my children's bath or I can't believe I'm sending that into the ocean. And then it just kind of went off from there. And I thought, well, what are the alternatives? Try and find natural stuff. Now, even five years ago, it wasn't as easy to source stuff that was, um, you know, actually natural. And now it's very hard to, to sort of find natural stuff because you don't know what's natural in just a marketing sense where they use beautiful pictures and earthy tones and you know the wording or whether it is actually natural so anyway I just thought it can't be that hard like washing powder was a great place to start it can't be that hard so I did a bit of research and got some ingredients and had a play and I was like wow I actually can't tell the difference so that was winning I figure if I could either be buying this branded stuff that I had no idea what was in it, particularly cleaning because they don't have to tell you. Or I could just make my own. It was actually cheaper. I didn't notice a difference. And I went, oh, this is really cool. And then it kind of snowballed from there where I started going, okay, maybe I could make my own body scrub or maybe I could make my own um, face cream and, and so on. And that kind of led me to where I am today. Amazing. It's amazing. Like it, it really is. And I think that um, when it comes to looking at what, you know, what we spray on ourselves and put under our armpits and like you say, put your kids into the bath with, for mm. me, I find with um, a lot of my groups and circles is that um, that's almost like the missing piece. Like it's almost the ignored bit in that we think, oh, look, if they're selling this in the supermarket and, you know, it's got some lemon in it, it, it can't be that bad, you know. Um, but tell us a little bit more about why they're so bad and, and why they're so toxic and why we really need to look for alternatives to what we, what we get to, you know, what we get bombarded with, like you say, with the, like the greenwashing that we get with all of the earthy mm. tones and natural and made with, you know, jojoba essential oils. Uh-huh. Tell us like what, you know, that, um, sorry, it's like seven questions here, Chrissy, but I know when I first, <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, I <laughs> which, <laughs> which point shall I start with? But when I first told my husband about this, you know, I was like, Hey, this brand, you know, this, this brand of, um, I won't say the name of it, but this brand that um, looks a bit like a planet um, of, of product that we thought was really natural, it isn't. And he said he felt duped. He felt ripped off that he'd been marketed to that way. So why, why, do we, why do we need to be so concerned about these products that seem to be safe and, and marketed, marketed to us as, you know, natural and healthy like what is it that's in them that makes them not healthy you know I'm really conscious of not um like I'm I'm not a scientist I don't have a PhD in anything I'm really conscious of um you know kind of frightening people with 
um, you know, claims that certain things are toxic or whatever. But what I would usually say to people and, and what the, the process I went through was I just, I looked at cases in history where we were told certain things were fine. They were fine to apply and they were, they were fine for our skin and, and they were fine for the environment and then all of a sudden they go, actually, we've just like formaldehyde's a good example. It was only a few years ago that um, that was being used freely in hair straightening treatments and then they went, actually, that's really bad for particularly the salon workers who were doing, you know, six back-to-back treatments every day when it was all the rage um, because it is proven to, you know, potentially cause cancer in humans. And I was like, far out. I can't believe all of that stuff, what, it was freely available and now they're backpedaling and by that point it's too late. So rather than focus on the ingredients that are in there and, and how bad they might be, I was like, well, if I can control and only apply ingredients that are safe, so innocent um, ingredients as opposed to, you know, innocent before proven guilty, I knew these ingredients were fine, then that was a good way to move forward. With the ones that are currently in circulation, you know, there's there's a lot out there that, um, you know, we, we probably yeah, we could use the word toxic and um you know toxic to animals and then there's a debate that um or animals have different systems to us and just because it's toxic to a teeny little mouse which is awful it doesn't mean it's going to be toxic to human and but then what what they don't tell us is that ingredients once they go into a bottle even those that have been tested and they've defined them as safe however they do their research however many participants they have often we don't know we just we hear that it's dermatologically <laughs> recommended. <laughs> but is that, dermatolo- <laughs> is that dermatologist working for that company? What, do they have a vested interest in promoting this product and saying that it's safe? Is it safe on their skin or have they done mass studies and things like that? But what they don't tell us is that the ingredients that they're popping into those bottles, what is, the, what is being created when it's inside the bottle or when it's applied to your skin or when ingredients X and ingredients Y from two separate bottles are combined on your face and then exposed to UV light. Like there's so many different things that make me go, oh, I can't control this, I have no idea. So I go, well, I'm just gonna, not going to use any of it at all. And greenwashing is a huge issue and I see it I see it in my um, on my social media platforms. A lot of the time people go, I'm using this or someone will ask for a recommendation. I'm all for DIY, obviously, but mm-hmm. I do appreciate that not everybody has that kind of um, inclination or time. So um I see other people jump in and comment and recommend brands that I know are not the best, whether it be, you know, eco-wise and, and, you know, for the planet or whether it be for our skin. And it's because they are telling us it's natural just because it has the word earth or eco or organic on the packet. It means absolutely nothing. Those terms are not regulated. Anybody can use them. Technically everything's made on earth. So you could put earth on anything. Same with Mm. eco, same with organic. Um, And that's a huge concern. So I just feel like Somebody now, there's a huge movement now. Obviously, way more people um, are interested in it. When I started sharing among friends that I was making washing powder and sunscreen, 
the looks I got, I mean, people were quite supportive, but I know that was that whole, oh yeah, Chrissy, she's creative. I've always been creative. Here we go again. <laughs> like, here's mm-hmm. another thing that she thinks is fun and that's great and she's going to, but it kind of, it, it did snowball because there was starting to, you know, people starting to become a little bit more aware of this. And I think that raising awareness is the best thing we can do. If we're all educated, if you know that um, an ingredient like, um, so cocomida propyl betaine is an ingredient that is in a lot of so-called natural brands and, and, and actual natural brands that, um, you know, are floating around out there. And it is a known irritant to our skin. So it, it might not be that you're overly concerned about it being classified as you know, a toxin, but you might have serious skin issues. And um, to apply something like that, if you see natural on the front, you kind of assume that, well, you're going to get natural stuff. And then you apply this cream, which is really irritating to your skin because it's containing, you know, allergens. And um, just having the awareness means you can choose. Like if you know, if you don't care at all about what's in that thing, then go and use it until you're ready to care about it. But for those who really do care but are uneducated, that's where it's a huge issue, this greenwashing thing, because they really want to do the right thing for their family. They want to do the right thing for the planet. And, yeah, there's always conflicting information. And often what happens when we're presented with conflicting information is we kind of back off and we go, well, it's too hard. I can't. How do I? You either go and research further, and and from my experience, it's a pretty small percentage, or you go, this is too hard. It's overwhelming. I don't know what the right thing to do is. So you then fall into that whole marketing trap where we're shown ads Mm -hmm. of beautiful white sheets and how how, um, it's infused with, you know, lavender oil and then you find out the lavender oil is just a fragrance it's actually not even you know actual lavender oil so I don't actually think I probably presented or answered other questions to what you've asked just then (laughs) but (laughs) it gives you a general idea of how I feel about that (laughs) yeah no I like that I I really like your approach Chrissy Uh, you know from right from the get-go when you said about your 80-20 approach to life because you know, really what I, what I see from, you know, my podcast interviews and, um, you know, just general people who um, are leading others and inspiring others is that's the approach that they've got. You know, it, no, I think that real, like we all sort of might start off a bit pedantic and um, get really stressed about everything and everything's got to be perfect, but really that's not a long-term solution, is it? Like it's, it's much, right. it's much easier to be like, this is how we do things most of the time. And if we slip off a little bit, this, this part, it doesn't matter because for the most part, um, yes. we're, we're doing all the right things to, to support our health. So, and, and I love how you've touched on um, the overwhelm that people feel. So share a little bit about why you do it so that other people can feel, and also I want to say, I've got a lot to say to you, I think today, but, um, <laughs> but I, I love um, how you don't want to frighten people by telling us all of the chemicals that are in there and all the awful things they can do to us. Cause I think that's, you know, it's terrifying and that can, you know, sometimes just paralyze people into more stress and, overwhelm and being more prone to the greenwashing kind of campaigns. But if there was like one thing that you could or, or some, somehow describe to us why you do it and why you don't feel overwhelmed with it and how you've managed to make it doable and sustainable in your life, is there any, because yeah. when I think about it, I think, oh God, making my own washing powder as well as all the other yeah. things I'm doing, what, what can we yeah. do? 
Do you know, I think it comes, it goes right back to, so you think about our um, grandparents, great-grandparents. I, I reckon you and I wouldn't be that far different in, in age and, and the era that our grandparents and great-grandparents lived in. But it was it was a lot more normal to to do things the slower way and the less convenient way. Um, and then all of a sudden we went through this thing where it was, it was a huge, um, convenience was, was like number one because our lives are getting faster and we're busier and we're, you know, trying to juggle kids and a million different activities that they do and so on and so on. So people sort of back up, um, to the, you know, finding the, the easy path. And I always say to people that if it's so normal to, um, get in the kitchen and make a cake then you can make it normal to get in the kitchen and make deodorant because because it's what we were shown. So if, um, you know, our great-grandparents were washing their own clothes, um, you know, with maybe a, a bit of like a block of soap, for example, by hand and hanging it out and, and whatever, and then, you know, the the your grandparents were born and they could see that, but then they're also exposed to the marketing and the clever stuff and all the new inventions that were out and they thought, oh, we'll give this a whirl and then, that, you know, where we're born or our parents are born and, and then they're shown kind of, oh, occasionally mum hand washes, but usually we use a washing machine and we use this washing powder and so on. And then it sort of knocks on to this point where the generation, um, the youngest generation of today, or maybe the, the one just before that, are very reliant on convenience because there's very little of the old school way done and it's a lot more of that, um, you know, need for speed kind of mm. thing. So, um, if we just step it back and with our children, I've got a nine and a seven-year-old and they can see, they see that if we need washing powder, mum gets in the kitchen and makes it. And mm. I love that because when they have kids, yes, yes, we'll still have conveniences and yes, we'll still have fancy washing machines and, you know, appliances that talk to us, but we, we still have control and it's a doable thing. And I think for me, the reason it's so sustainable is that I didn't go into this. So you meet me and you go to my website and you go, oh my God, or you you get my book and you think, oh my God, there's 130 recipes in here. Like how does anybody have have the time to do that? (laughs) And what it is, is you pick one thing and you go, okay, I'm going to, um, I'm going to start, we'll just go washing powder for the sake of it. I'm going to start with the washing powder. Once you've made it, you realize it actually takes, it takes a lot longer to um, get the ingredients sent to you than it would in the kitchen. You would literally spill the laundry. You would spend a good minute putting that in together. And then you've probably got washing powder for six months if you were to make a full batch. And then you go, oh, that was actually quite easy. What else can I make? And then, you know, once you step into the world of making balms, it seems complicated, but you literally throw in three ingredients into a Pyrex dish, into like a double boiler, like a pot of simmering water on your stove, melting it down, adding a few essential oils if you wish, and then setting it. And there's there right there is a face cream, a heel cream, a body cream. Um, You can smooth your hair with it. Like there's so many different applications. So that's where I go. I think strip it back. What are the most important things that, you know, or the things you use the most, the things you spend the most money on, um, the things that you know you're most concerned about, the impact on health or environment, and then start there. Go take one little step, and when that feels normal, then you go, "What else can I do?" And then it, it, you just you just do. I, I suppose if if you want to do it enough, anybody who wants to do something will find a way to do it. So um, that's that's my job is <laughs> to try and inspire people to do it. 
because I understand that it can feel quite overwhelming when you first step into the space and you see everything that can be done and you think, how am I ever going to do all of this? Well, you don't have to, you know, you can just start with one or two things. And if it takes you 12 months to get to the next thing, that's fine as well. At least you're doing something. Love it. So baby steps and relieving yourself of that burden of like an instant transformation. Cause like we have that pressure don't we these days it's like mm. you suddenly you're gonna do like you read this book and within three weeks your entire house will be made up you know made up with all of your yeah. lot of homemade products yeah. do you, know, do you, know, you go i was just gonna say do you know what one of my biggest gripes is it's that the people who'll jump on um and it's usually it's it's always social media mm. and they'll see somebody doing something good and trying to trying to do the right thing and then they'll pick on a little aspect of what who knows if they're actually practicing what they preach but they'll see a for example um i have this most amazing and the easiest citrus cleaning spray i think this might have been the toilet and shower cleaner actually it's incredible at getting off hard water marks off your shower screens and just that deep set hard water staining in your toilet and citric acid is just insanely awesome at that. Um, And so I think I'd popped up a post and I use the term microfiber cloth as like my general, it's like, you know, someone were to say, grab a Coke. You you don't necessarily mean the brand of Coke. You just, Mm. not that I ever drink. Oh my God, I don't drink Coke, but you know what I mean? Reflex (laughs) or people talk about, you know, um, Kleenex as just, as tissues and things like that. So yeah, or like Hoover like, instead of vacuum cleaner. Like yeah. it's, yeah, 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 I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, that's just, it's just the term and I actually use that term in, in my new book. But now there's a big focus on microplastics and, and all of the rest. So technically microfiber is that. It's, it, you know, lets off little fibers and it does accumulate in the waterways because it slips through all the filters. Anyway, and this person had jumped on, it was a male. It's usually the males who will pick a little bit and I tend to just kind of go, I, you know, food for thought, but I can't really dismiss that. Um, but he said, he made a comment about um, like if you, if you really cared or something, you wouldn't use microfiber cloth because yada, yada, yada. And I thought, isn't that, and this is what I think stops people too, is they're so afraid of, having a go and then not being able to do it perfectly so then they don't do it at all. So rather than focus on the things that someone is not doing properly, like, um, you know, you, you bring your own reusable cup to, um, you know, a cafe, but you grab a plastic straw. Now, terrible example, but you get the drift. Like you're trying to do the right thing. You've cut back on waste by using your own cup. Yeah not ideal but you know what you're doing something and it's better than nothing um so yeah that's a huge thing for me is that to 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 really make people know that if um yes if we could all do it perfectly that'd be great but i saw something on um one million women on instagram a few weeks ago and it said something like um a million people doing it half right is so much better than a handful of people doing it perfectly and that's where we need to sit in this space i think Oh, I love that. That is just, oh, that's just, that is such a gold nugget. Like seriously, for all the people out there, whether it's, you know, whether you're cleaning up what you're eating or you're cleaning up what's in your house or just you clean up even relationships, like just kind of get in, um, mm. clean up your whole act basically. Like it, people mm. have got this, re- and I think you, you know, you do, when you're in that sort of state of overwhelm, you do feel like it's got to be a hundred percent perfect 
or mm. just not bother. You know, it's like, we might as well just stay here because I'll probably just fail at this anyway, you know? Um, yeah, so I, yeah. I really love this, um, you know, this, uh, the celebrating small wins essentially, isn't it? It's like, look, if you can make your own washing powder, then that's a great start. Um, and then and like, even I'm inspired. Like I, I did not think I would be wanting to do anything. It's so I'm not creative like that at all, but you've even inspired me. I thought like, six months worth of washing powder, you say, I could spend yeah. an hour and minute in my laundry and making that. So I feel, I feel, um, inspired. Um, and you, so you're, well, you're my, you'll you'll be my project now i'll be hassling you until i find out that you've been oh Oh, i'll wait for a post guess what i've just made (laughs) i've done it i'll have to um you're holding me accountable to that now which is my own fault (laughs) which we just fine so we've talked about washing powder as the example but if people wanted to make their lives less toxic um Mm. what what other things could they do have you got like an idea of what's the best thing to start with yeah, I I know we've talked a lot about washing powder. That's just one of, you know, a hundred recipes that you could make. I would say, like I said before, pick the things, depending what your focus is. If you're um, listening to this podcast and you're inspired by the fact that you can um, improve, you know, the impact that you make to the environment, then that that's your down your waterways are you using bright blue or bright green dishwashing liquid is that of concern to you if it is like that's your place to start or if you have um you suffer from it you might not even suffer because we didn't have any major health issues that's not why i started on this but i do think in general we feel so much better um which is anecdotal, but I do. We feel we feel great and feel very empowered every day. But if um, if you know it's skin rash, like that happens a lot. People go, I'm so irritated by this particular. Maybe it's deodorant, and that's the place to start for you. Because if you're irritated by something and you want to go truly natural, maybe you you start with some um, deodorant. In terms of general. Um, if I were to use the word detoxing of home and body, and if I was going to sit with a complete newbie and go, right, what can what can we do now to, to detox um, your space? I would, simple things, so many simple things, like take your shoes off at the door because we bring a lot of crap in on our feet um, from, you know, whatever's outside. Open windows as much as possible. So if the day is sunny, open the window because everything you own is going to off-gas what they call volatile organic compounds. And they, they sit, they wear inhale them, they land and they become dust on the floor. Um, so open windows is the best air freshening system you could ever <laughs> invest in. And every house comes built with windows and doors. So <laughs> it's free. Um, then I would say, um, you know, look towards the oh, indoor plants, another awesome way to kind of improve the space that you live in. They, um, some better than others will filter the air that, you know, is in our home. So I have an indoor plant. I reckon every room of my house, including the, the bathroom, they're everywhere. And I just, I love them because they're beautiful, but, um, they're also doing a job, but yeah, look at, look at whichever room in the house you find to be, um, the the thing that you'd really love to see a change in. And, you know, a lot of people start with um, the laundry and washing powder because it's so easy to do. And, you know, we can, I mean, you could probably run your load on just water and still see results. So it's a great place to start. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But otherwise go with, go with something really simple. Like if, if we're talking about, um, you know, skincare and, and body care, just a 
nourishing oil like jojoba oil, maybe whether or not you use any essential oils in it, it doesn't matter. But just you can use that as a face moisturizer and all over your body moisturizer. I know there's people out there who go, yes, but this certain oil is better for your face here or this particular oil will clog your skin. You know what? Give it a whirl just because that is known to, to um clog someone's skin doesn't mean it's going to don't clog let yours. It put and you off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes, don't let other people put you off. Like find out for yourself. Um you know that old thing if if you if you know parents I say it to my kids all the time or well, someone so told you to um jump, jump the off bridge a bridge would you do it? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but don't do it. Don't. Just try it for yourself and um Let's 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 make those um, decisions, yeah, ourselves. Because if if you're doing it because you want to do it, it's going to be more sustainable um, versus you know doing it because someone else is doing it. Absolutely, absolutely. So, how long have you been living like this, Chrissy? Oh, I reckon it's been it's been almost five years since I started the um, Facebook page. Like I said, I've always been very mindful of. Um, of you know health and toxins in general and like most people that journey started with food because um the truth be told I got a thermal appliance back in whatever 2013 I think it was and I could not believe that you could make stuff so easily it just made life so much easier and I think it was a natural progression to move on and look at other aspects of um you know of our lives so um, I would say, yeah, it's, it's probably only been about five years, but oh, it's been a great five years. And being able to um, to know that I've reached this point where other people see me as some sort of role model in this space is, is pretty awesome. Like it definitely fuels my fire to keep going. It's a massive achievement. And that's what I wanted to dive into next is like, how do you go, you know, from being, from, you know, finding this out yourself and then moving on to, to create what you, what you've created. So let's, Let's run through what you've got. So you do events. You've just um, you've just launched a book. You have a Facebook group with how many people in your Facebook group? Oh, there's a few. I've got a page that's about forty and a group that's about sixteen thousand, forty thousand, and a group that's about sixteen thousand. So there's there's a lot of people kind of you know circulating and um, yeah, look, looking to to I suppose the inspired little pot for inspiration. It's incredible. So how did you take it from being like a personal mission to then reaching this many people and inspiring that many people? Do you know, it's funny because, um, I, this is, this wasn't the plan. Like I never set out to do this at all. I just, I found something I really liked and because I liked it, I told people about it and it was, um, someone had said to me, I should, you should pop all these recipes up, um, in a way that we could, you know, access them rather than, um, you know, just verbalizing it. So I, um, I started a Facebook page, which I remember the day I was so excited. It hit 50, so excited. And I went, Oh my God, there's 50 actual human beings who, who want to reduce the amount of toxins they're using. This is so cool. <laughs> and, um, and, and it just, it grew from there. I think it just, it, I started a free, um, WordPress blog where I just literally typed up the recipes so I had someone to direct people and then um, I realized as numbers started growing in on the Facebook page in particular this might maybe it's time to look at an actual website and you know I was doing um, events where I was just showing people how to make stuff and 
someone said to me, it'd be so great if, like, I don't know where to get stuff. Where can I get the stuff from? Now, I've, I've stopped doing that very recently, but for about three solid years, I sold basically every ingredient you needed and I did all the hard work and I found suppliers that, you know, sourced ethically, had um, organic where possible, um, you know, just, just, just all of that. So, you know, we, we did that for a while and, um, it, you know, evolved to this point, you know, a few websites later and development and, and tweaks here. And, um, you know, we moved out about a year ago once we'd send, oh God, I think it was like 10,000 parcels from my lounge room. I went, okay, it's time <laughs> to get my garage and my, <laughs> and my lounge room back. So we moved into a warehouse. Um, as it turns out that I made the decision back in March that I need to leave that now. We've got the desire to scale. I had no desire to get, to consume all my time in the logistics. I really wanted to be out there on the ground running and meeting people and inspiring them and writing mm. recipes and all that kind of stuff. And I just didn't have, um, I had too many hats on and I had something had to give. So that's what it was. But um, yeah, with, um, with, the, with the books in particular, that, that's helped as well as I just... I think I was quoted for a um, sort of like a twenty-page booklet when I first had the idea to um, write a book, and it was because fans or followers on the Facebook page were were like, "God, if you just had this in some sort of book, it'd be so much easier than looking mm-hmm. through your website." Because again, we all want convenience, <laughs> so I was like, "Oh, I'll just do a little booklet up and sell that," and that grew to be the first book, which was about one hundred and eight pages, and then six months later, I did the second book, and then now, what's that been? Two years since the first book came out, I've got this giant 400-page hardback monster, which is everything. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I truly believe that that this particular book is is all you need. You know, there's this, there's plenty of other recipes that I could be writing, but I don't think there's a need because we've covered everything. We've covered your home and your and your body top to bottom, and um, yeah. So anyway, it's been it's been a huge learning curve for me, and. Um, this wonderful world of digital stuff and learning how to create websites and um, how to manage social media and there's so many things and they change the game all of the time. You probably know this. It's full on. So I reckon I could literally start it, you know, I have a whole separate side of me that just went out and met people and told them how you even do it (laughs) because it's it's hard. It's such a learning curve. But once you, um, when you have passion for something, nothing's ever impossible, is it? That's so true. It's so true. So is it just you? Are you you a solopreneur or do you have like a team of people that have helped you reach these amazing heights? Oh, look, I've, I've helped everywhere because, you know, there's, if, if I'm working and especially when things get really crazy, I've obviously got that personal help and friendship levels and, and family and things like that. But in terms of actual running the business for a long time, I did it all by myself. I wrote, I, I did everything and packed orders and sent them out and answered every email. And then it got to the point where I spent so much time doing that that I wasn't able, I was, I was stuck because I was so busy catching up with all the things that people were asking me to do and answer and whatever that I couldn't create new content. So um, I got someone in um, to start packing orders for me so I could focus on, you know, I suppose marketing the brand and getting people out there and aware and, and buying ingredients that I could tell you were, were safe because even natural ingredients aren't unnatural, you know. Things can be synthetically produced and um, contaminated with things or additives added and things like that. So um, then I got someone in to help me bag all the ingredients because I was doing all of that by hand as well and that was really time-consuming. I loved it, but it was time-consuming. So I had um, these two amazing women work with me for 
about 18 months before obviously March decision where there was just no more no more space for them because I wasn't doing the ingredients and, and shipping aspect of it. But then I took on someone to help with marketing and admin and she's a good friend of mine and she's absolutely amazing. So she's she's the person that replies to most emails these days um, because, yeah, it frees me up to to do other important work. And then, of course, I've got a pretty awesome guy who helps with the web development stuff and, and all the rest. So... I, I suppose, you know, the Inspired Loop Pot is me, but I do get help because I'm um, smart, I suppose. Yes. Love it. I love it. And what about help at home? Because um, I would imagine that um, Chrissy doesn't need to do all of the housework and all of the, the domestic stuff as well. And the only reason I'm asking this is because um, quite a lot of my listeners are, uh, you know, solopreneurs that are, are, are developing their passion like, like we've done into a business mm-hmm. or, um, or, they, they, or they work full time in another profession and um, wow. find it difficult to juggle all the balls and keep all the plates spinning so it's always really nice I find when you hear from an inspirational woman who's who's you know doing really well is healthy got a great family great marriage it's a really almost like gives other women permission when they realize that that successful woman has got a team of other people behind her as well so what does it look like from a domestic uh, point of view for you Chrissy? Yeah. So I have a husband who, now I don't have another job and that, that is, I don't know how people do it. And I hear of, you know, other mumpreneurs who have kids and have full-time jobs and are still making it. And I take my hat off to them because that is a whole new ball game. But for me, this is everything. It consumes every waking hour of, of work time. So kids go to school. My husband works away five days a week. um, So we only see him on weekends, but we're in such a good routine that it just works with my kids. They are nine and seven now, but you know, they used to be five and or four and two when I started. So um, I did do it when they were quite small and it took, you know, I had my moments where it just couldn't, I just thought, oh my God, this is so hard. And, but that's when you recruit help. So I go through waves. I go through waves of getting someone in to clean my house. And then I kind of get to the point where I go, you know what, I'm coping again. I don't need that help. So it goes. And then I go through, um, you know, waves where my kids will go to after school care because I just need extra hours in my day. And I can't, It was. I felt too guilt. Isn't that kill us all as mothers, working mothers, but bringing them home and, and essentially ignoring them because there's stuff I just had to do. I didn't like that. So I thought, oh, they'll love it. They'll get to play. So I go through waves of where they're you know, going to ask school care one or two days a week. Um, but I tend to bounce a lot off other, like for us, our, all of my family, we're in Perth and all of my family's in um, Melbourne and Victoria. So we don't have family as such, but I have the most amazing support network. And I think that is key to anybody trying to succeed is if you have support around you and, and you kind of, you know, you throw, you bounce off each other and I help this friend, she helps me and, and oh, it's the best because it allows you to, um, you're not guilty because your kids are, are playing, but then you're repaying the favors. So you're doing the right thing by your friend and, um, that's how I cope the most, to be honest. And be forgiving. I I'm quite a motivated person, so most days I wake up and I spring out of bed. I've got a very tigger personality, <laughs> and um, God, I have days where I'm like, oh, I'm just so over this. I'm over. I'm over the emails. I get anxiety sometimes looking at, and I'm a strong person, and I will look at my phone and see all those little red 
like <laughs> circles on every application that I have on my home screen. And I think, oh my gosh, I can't, I cannot even open that because every one of them is somebody asking me to do something for them, mm. find a link, answer a question. And I love that. But every now and again, I just can't even cope. So I go, you know what? I'm not even doing it. I'm going to do something else and I will get out, um, get out into usually outdoors. Like I'm looking outside today and there's blue sky and I think, oh my gosh, I have to go for a walk today. I have to make the most of this sun while it's here. So um, I hope that answered your question. I think I, I go through my ways. I, I, sometimes I need a lot of help. Other times I don't need so much. Sometimes I'm feeling quite overwhelmed by everything. So I then have most of the time I like to think I'm smart enough to go, okay, that all has to just stop for a minute. It's not going to go anywhere. If I don't answer an email for 48 hours, let it be because Mm -hmm. this is time to fill your own cup, I suppose. Yes, that's perfect. That's perfect. So um, you did answer that question really well. Um, So other than just going, just keeping on the filling your own cup um, topic, so getting that into nature, what I'm trying to work out is what sort of rituals do you have in your life other than clean eating, um, having a beautiful low-tox home? Um, what mm. other um, things do you do other than getting out into nature that really help to fill your cup and keep you with that beautiful um, Tigger personality that you described? <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think if I was to go through, when, when you say that, I think of all these different elements, but if I was to start with the beginning of my day, I start every day with a litre of filtered water um, and I put a little bit of pink salt in it. My naturopath, who's insanely amazing here in Perth, he did tell me that we can, we can drink a lot of water, but if we're not hydrating, we're just flushing, not so great, and the pink salt helps. So... I do have this thing where I love coffee and I do have organic beans, but it's still cow's milk, but that's okay because that works. 80 20. I have a litre of water. I'll um, reward myself then, you know, it's mid morning with um, a cup of like coffee that I make here at home. Then um, I have a vegetarian diet, have done for 20 something years. So that was before it was cool. It was actually when mm. it was incredibly inconvenient. Um, and I was, I was about 23 years ago, I was 14 and I just decided I couldn't eat meat anymore. And um, not even for reasons that I can, it was not ethical, even though I, I, I'm not, you know, obviously I care a lot about a, a huge amount about that side of it but for me it didn't begin that way um so i suppose that probably contributes as well because now we learn a lot more about how beneficial it is to um avoid what well, i do anyway uh, in, in in the sort of the spaces that i um you know live in um and then i just make uh, positive i think if, if the, the whole thing like we talked about going outdoors you know i have a low top space i uh, keeping healthy relationships and a positive mm. attitude always I wake up every morning and go to sleep every night saying I will attract positive energy whatever that may be it's I want to attract it and I want to send it out and I really truly believe that that works and it sounds really like kind of just crazy like I'm losing my mind but everyone I meet and I and those that are struggling I'm like have you tried just saying out loud like you know the right job is going to come my way. The right job is going to come my way. Or, and I really think it works. Like it really does. So try that because um, I reckon that's the, the main ticket of all the things I've said Same. is having the positive yeah. mindset. Yeah. It is absolutely. And it, I, I think, you know, um, 
it, it sort of maybe 10 years ago would have sounded a bit crazy, but I think now it's almost like it's the missing piece or, or it's, the, it's the piece that becomes more available to you when you do clean up your life. Like when you, you haven't got all of that, you know, skin irritation and headaches from all of this um, stuff that you're spraying onto your body and, and around your home and stuff. Um, it becomes more available to you, just that, that good feeling and that sort of intuition feeling and um, that feeling of what else is possible. And I think that when you, you sort of raise your vibration in, in the way that you've described that you like to do um, and start to ask for what you want, well, it's just law of attraction that it's going to come. Yeah. It's so exciting. Uh, it's just such an empowering way to think. And I know that, you know, you, yeah. you've manifested a, a wonderful life. Like you say, the last five years has been incredible. And you've manifested that from, from a standing start. You know, you've, you've created all of that with your, um, with your affirmations and your, your positive expectations. And I just love that. That's really exciting. Uh, you, thank you. You really nailed it. I think once you've got, you know, you've started lining up your ducks and you've got so many things you feel really good about and you've sorted and you feel good about your diet because you're forgiving, because you're allowing yourself 20% leeway, but you feel good about that and you feel good about your home and everything else. And then you go, what else can I do to make my life even better? And I think that is probably where most people find that positive, that's when the positive thinking comes in really strong because we've allowed for it. And yeah, so you, oh, sorry, you've just, I've just had a moment where I've got, oh, you just described that perfectly, exactly <laughs> yeah. what I believe in and why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And can I just say too, I, I, I totally forgot to mention this earlier. When I was talking about where to start um, in your home or, or your body or whatever, and I, and I also talked about, you know, having open windows and stuff, it all comes down to having clean air to breathe and mm. the biggest contributor to every problem I reckon people have when it comes to headaches and sinus issues and everything else is fragrance and it is mm. everywhere everything and it can be anything so they don't have to tell you what is in their fragrance more companies are telling you but they don't have to and so that I reckon if you're looking somewhere and you're really serious about this and you're like I'll do what it takes every single thing in your home that has a fragrance, including shoes and kids' toys and all of that stuff, I, I would say get it out and, mm. and stop buying it, stop using it and, and go back to, you know, go to like essential oils. You don't have to get expensive oils, but a dab of wild orange behind your ears is lovely. Dissipates quickly, but that's okay because you're not going to smell. You're just not going to smell like perfume, which gives me a headache and makes me feel physically nauseous when I'm in. in oh, isn't it disgusting? Like when I think back to all the things yeah. I sprayed on my body and uh, plugins and all, I had all the things and Febreze, yeah. you know, on all of your fabric. It, it's just like you, you just don't know. Like I don't berate myself for it because you, you don't know what you don't know. But like you say, once oh, exactly. you know what you know, you can't unknow it. But when you go, yeah. like, I don't notice it so much where we are here because we live in a little sort of alternative bubble. But like if we're going to a city, you're just bombarded with the fragrances. You're like, oh my God, it's revolting. How can these people not smell all of that uh, perfume in all that fragrance in there? What just their washing powder? They might not even need to spray deodorant on, but it's just, uh, ugh. Just annihilates your passing. Oh, I can't, I will, I can tell you who uses fabric softener just from going on a walk in my neighborhood. I can smell Me it yeah. <laughs> coming from their <laughs> clothesline. I'd go into public toilets holding my breath because mm -hmm. I would rather smell, and I'm not even joking, a dirty toilet mm -hmm. than the fake, intense, deep, musky smell that they're spraying. <laughs> 
every minute in their automatic freshness, like just all of those things. It's, you don't know, you don't know how good you feel until you feel better. Mm. And I think that's where a lot of people go, but I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And then they feel better. And that's particularly fragrance is responsible for this. And then they go, Oh oh, wow. I actually didn't know what good felt like. I thought I was fine, but actually, um, I'm, I'm, I wasn't and, and I am now. So um, that is the biggest culprit, I reckon, and, and something that if you want to see pretty quick um, results in just detoxing in that space but also how you feel it's, it's stitched the fragrance, in particular perfume. But 80-20, if you have your favourite wedding perfume and you want to wear it, when you go out, wear it when you go out. Don't feel bad about it. But I think eventually you'll realise you don't need it and you don't, mm. you don't want it either. I held on to my bottle of Coco Chanel for a few years and I used to just squirt it when we went out for our wedding anniversary dinner and then it's in the bin there. It's like, yeah, no, it's just, it's disgusting. I can't stand it. It stays for ages. Then it goes on your pillow and then your clothes and no. Everywhere. I know. Yeah. Now I could carry on talking to you for another hour, but I'm very conscious of your time. And I've just realized that I didn't even ask you my two uh, primal alternative podcast non-negotiable questions which are um oh god what's she gonna say um, <laughs> <laughs> normally i start the the show with finding out what christy ballinger had for breakfast so you'll have to share that with us oh, okay i had for breakfast this morning only about 20 minutes before we connected because i was like oh, i better eat i'll be starving by midday um i sauteed this morning some um onion capsicum and um snow peas and tomato and mushroom and then I crack two eggs in and give it a mix around um and that's literally oh with a bit of feta on top and you know what I was thinking to it's funny you asked me this because I look because I actually had no idea you were going to ask me this um I looked at the time and I went oh it's 10.03 have I got time and so I just went about it got it done put put it on my plate and it was 10.12 and I went who could ever <laughs> resort <laughs> to long yeah. <laughs> when it literally took me like, what was it, nine minutes to make this delicious, like, sort of scrambled egg with a whole stack of veg. There was way more veg than there was the egg. So, yes, that's what I had for breakfast, and I'll be pretty good to go till about, I reckon, 2 33 o'clock today. <laughs> I think I'm going to have that for lunch. That sounds delicious. Oh, so good. Sounds really good. Yeah. <laughs> now, you've already told us that you love a coffee, um, which is good, but I always like to ask my guests what their opinion is of coffee, alcohol, and chocolate. Ah, right. So I will tell you right now, I have all of those things in (laughs) moderation. So I try to make better choices, but I will tell you right now, I'm quite partial to a gin and soda. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't feel bad when I feel like one, I will have one. And also um, I really, really like my own homemade espresso martinis. They're so good. Mm. So if we have people, yeah, do you know what? I just just generally love life and part of that love socializing and having fun and I know you don't need coffee alcohol or chocolate for those things at all but when I have them and it's in good company and I'm enjoying every mouthful then I think it's nothing wrong with it that's my opinion I'm with you I'm with you let's have some fun and let's not take life too seriously absolutely absolutely love it now your book naturally inspired is absolutely gorgeous it's just this drop dead um gorgeous picture of you on the front in a garden with some beautiful produce now if we wanted to um open up this book what what are the what are we going to find on the pages 
So you're going to get, I've basically divided it into three sections. Initially, I'm going to give you a little bit of education around why, you know, why it's a good idea to start looking at the toxins we're exposed to, how to recognize common um, ingredients that might be considered, you know, bad for our health or bad for planet. Um, also, you know, why, why DIY versus buying stuff? Um, also, you know, DIY, we're going to have a lot more control over the waste that we produce. Mm. Um, and then, you know, I go into obviously the methods and, um, I have conventional methods for all of my recipes. So by conventional, I mean, just, you know, mix in a bowl or, or use a stovetop to melt things but then I also have thermal appliance methods where practical because a lot of people do have um, appliances to help them these days and if you've got a machine that will melt and mix at the same time well I'm going to tell you how you can use it and um, then I've got I've got a body care section and a um, cleaning and outdoor section so I really move through um, categories so I cover face and hands and feet and body essentials like deodorant sunscreen magnesium oil insect repellent things like that um, oral care, hair care, and then in cleaning, I go through every um, the main rooms in your house: a so kitchen, bathroom, um, to- you know, and toilet, lounge area, general cleaning, and and outdoors. So basically, in a nutshell, it's kind of like your complete. Um, now I'm biased because I wrote it and, it, and I invested <laughs> everything I had into this book, but I do think it is your complete. If you want a DIY and and naturally, then this is everything you need. You need nothing else. You need this book, these recipes and some ingredients and you're good to go. Sounds amazing. <clears throat> Sounds amazing. So if we wanted to come and find you, what, where's the best place to hang out with you, Chrissy? Oh, where's the, it depends what platforms you, you like. I started off as a Facebook girl and now I'm just a little bit obsessed with Instagram. So um, my handle's at the inspired little pot. And so you can find me on um Facebook, there's a discussion group as well, which is awesome place to ask questions. And um, I love that you can search in those groups. So, you know, it's been discussed before you can, you know, you need some light reading, you can go read through 45 threads on a particular topic and, um, and, and Instagram, but you know what, I'm, I'm now starting, this is the pressure of, of being online. Hey, it's Pinterest is, is making an appearance mm-hmm. and I've only just got some really awesome, simple, none of them go more than 45 second videos on YouTube now, which is in a nutshell, I just shared one today on my um, main Facebook page, but I'm just um, committed to showing people I can't meet everyone face to face so if I can show you how easy it is to DIY I have no doubt that you'll feel inspired to give it a crack because you know it's if you've got a few minutes then you you know you can get it done so yeah love it love it well Chrissy thank you so much for your time today it's been amazing hearing your story and I'm feeling inspired I have to make the washing powder now and damn and I <laughs> And I'm sure all of our listeners are going to be um, inspired little pots themselves. So thank you so much for your time today, Chrissy. Ah, thanks for having me. I feel really uplifted and motivated right now. I feel like I might run instead of walk and come (laughs) home and just, yeah, really get into it. I feel amazing. So you've been very, um, really, I'm all about the energy people put out there and you've got a really good one. So keep that. (laughs) Thank you. That's gorgeous. Thank you so much, Chrissy. Pleasure. Take care. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives.
Boston Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners. These podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.